Well, hey, as a member of your missions team, I can't tell you how uh, excited I've been for today, just with great anticipation of what God's going to do on Mission Sunday, and in particular with this theme that we have today of homegrown missionaries. Uh, it's easy for me to, to disconnect myself from what I hear God doing throughout the nations. And so just a reminder that it all starts here, and it starts with us. If you didn't know it, what, what God is doing in this city, what God's doing in this church, what's God, what God is doing in your heart and in my heart isn't meant to stay with us, right? He, he wants to export it. He wants to export it to our neighborhoods, to our families, to all corners of the city and the nation. And that's exactly what is happening uh, here and with our missionaries today. So I'll let Rashida, Jones, uh, Rashida Tiggs uh, explain her testimony, uh, but as she was, as she was talking uh, before and I could not help but think of uh, Hebrews 12 and become encouraged myself to hear the great faith and obedience in her life and uh, that to encourage me just to set aside the weight and sins in my life and to run with endurance the race that God has put before me. So I hope that you this encourages you and I hope you have high expectations. So would you just join me in welcoming uh, Rashida Tiggs. Good morning. All right. I thought you said a different last name. I was like, is he prophesying over my husband or something? I don't know what's really going on. But uh, good morning to you all. My name is Rashida Tiggs, and I am from Peoria, Illinois, a manual graduate. Uh, graduate? Oh, dude, graduate. Yes. Um, yeah, I went to Woodruff before they closed it down, so I would have been a Woodruff graduate, but that's okay. Uh, I love manual with all that's in me. Um, yes, and I was raised right here in the Taft Homes, which is not too far from here, um, and I was raised there most of my life before I actually left uh, for the mission field. But I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself so you have a better understanding of who I am and even how I even got here today. Um, it literally starts, uh, July 29th, uh, at birth. Uh, my mom, she was a drug addict, uh, of multiple things. And when I was born, I had, uh, of course, so many drugs in my system and I was hospitalized for months, uh, after birth. And the woman who actually took me into her care, she was just a foster parent. And she would just foster kids and she would just take them in until their parents could gain their parental rights back. But unfortunately, no, I'll say fortunately, but fortunately my mom never gained hers. And this amazing Christian woman, she took me in and she raised me. And I believe to this day, I don't know who my birth mother is. And one day I know I will meet her. But, and I say fortunately because I don't know where my life would have been had God not put the woman, the woman who adopted me in my life. Um, I could have been on the street somewhere. I could have been doing crazy things. I could have been dead, but God, he had his hand on me from birth and he continued to be in my life throughout my whole entire life. And even being a kid raised in the tap homes, I was telling the first service that I used to go to uh, Friday Night Live that used to be in the Friendship House. We used to uh, come here when the ACE teams used to come down to the tap homes, adopt a block, so many things that Riverside did I was a part of uh, during my childhood. And even um, Pastor King, I know this is not about like, I'm, I'm up here to talk about me, but I've met so many people who were involved in Friday Night Live in the first service. And they just kept coming to me. It was like, Rashida, this is crazy. I used to see you when you were a kid. And that just speaks volumes on you as a pastor and as a leader 
of the people that are in this church because I'm 26 now and they're still here. So I just want to commend you, really. I really do. Um, yes, to Pastor King. Um, so yeah, I was raised in the Taft homes. And if you know anything about the Taft, the Taft is not like the most ideal place uh in Peoria. And of course there's areas that are pretty rough and the Taft is one of them. And growing up, I saw the drugs, the alcohol, the craziness, all that stuff. But my mom, she kept me very sheltered. Uh, you would not know that we stayed in the Taft homes because we had a garden and our house was amazing. Our apartment was amazing. And, uh, she took me to church every Sunday. Um, but towards the 11th year of my life, I became very rebellious towards her. Why? I just believe I was a spoiled brat personally. Uh, and she, she did all that she could to take care of me. She loved me. She provided for me. Um, but she was very sick. She had breast cancer and she had breast cancer actually 14 years before I was even born. So she raised a newborn with breast cancer and dealing with all of that crazy stuff in her life. God was in her life just as much as he was in mine. And, um, 11 years old came. I was very rebellious. Found out I was adopted at that age, actually. And uh, that's when I started drinking, partying, smoking, doing all the crazy stuff. And I was just in this oppressed state of mind at 11 years old. And you never know who you're sitting next to. You never know what the person next to you is going through or what they've been through. And... I was one of those people that would just be, you never know, those kids that act out, you don't know why they're acting out. I was acting out because maybe I was hungry because my mom, she was, she couldn't provide a day or the clothes that I had on, I was just too lazy to wash and I didn't want anybody to smell me. So I was just mean to people instead of asking someone for help. You never know what's going on in someone's life next to you. Um, but for me, when I was 11, all this was going on. And then, um, my mom, when I was 13 years old, she passed away. And I never really understood it, but there would be days she would she, I would come home from school and she wouldn't be there. And I would have to like climb through the window or there would be days she wouldn't be home. And I would have to like, okay, this is the norm for me. That I'm going to climb in my window and I'm going to make sure that I have food in my house, but I'm, I don't have the money to buy it. That was the norm for me. Um, and it was just odd to think about it now but my mom was going through such a hard time. And when she, when I was 13, she passed away. Um, but I'm thankful that she's out of pain and misery. Uh, she had such a huge, uh, cyst on her, on her breast. It was the size of a grapefruit and no one deserves to go through that. Uh, and I'm grateful that she is, I'm not grateful that she's no longer here, but I'm grateful she's out of pain and suffering. And, but through all that, I had two people in my life, and, and I'm going to just briefly talk on this. When you have someone in your life, to, to the youth or the young people or even the adults in this room, when you have someone in your life, whether they're a mentor or whether they're someone who just prays for you, you call them up and you say, hey, how you doing? And, like, and they're just praying right away. Take advantage of that and hold dearly to them. Because uh, Mr. Hugh and Sandy, they are sitting right here in the second row. These people, they came down to the Taft every week, and they would pick us up. Mr. Hugh, he would uh, do Bible studies with us. To this day, I'm, I'm, I'm older now, and he still sends me a Bible text every single morning. Well, when he can, but you know, but those are the people you need to keep in your life and take advantage of that. Because even now I'm like, I try to stay home. I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you guys. When they say I'm proud of you and all that stuff, they don't know how much of their investment is here on this stage right now. 
And you guys, you don't know how much your investment in that child, in that family member, in that friend, in that person that you're mentoring in the church, you don't know how much of that inve- of your investment will be put into the kingdom of God. So don't give up. Don't give up. I know it's hard because I was a hard teen. He would come around and we would probably be smoking and I would fan and smoke away like, hi, you know, that's who I was. But because of these people in God that really invested in my life, I'm here today. And I had no clue what I would become, but I'm very grateful and I'm so thankful for you guys. And I will always be grateful. Um, But even after this time in my life where I was 13 years old, doing all these crazy things, I um, was barely making it through school, barely making out of high school. I graduated, of course. But when I was 18 years old, I went to New York City as a missionary and I knew a little bit what I was getting into, but I had not really a full understanding. And I know some of you guys might be like, whoa, New York, there's no way you went to the mission field. Wherever the need is, there's a call. And you have to just take that step of faith and that step of obedience and say, God, I don't know what I'm getting into right now. I don't know what you have planned for me on this trip. I don't know what you have planned for me in this time of my life, but I'm going to be obedient. And whatever that call is that you have for my life, that is going to be my mission. And I'm going to take that on. And that's what I'm going to do. And at 18 years old, I left, almost said New York, I left Peoria and I went to New York city And I went to a ministry by the name of Metro World Child. And some of you might know Pastor Bill Wilson. He's our founder and our pastor. And I went there eight years ago and God changed my life completely. And I did a four month internship where we would just go into the streets of New York City, all five boroughs. We would pull up a truck and we would put this truck down and minister the word of God to these families. And I have the opportunity and because you guys are so close to me and because the missions team here, they support me, you guys are a part of a ministry that ministers to over 22,000 in New York City and over 200,000 worldwide. So this is not just me going, no, sure, if you want to go for it, but this is not just me speaking here and telling you what I do, but this is also what we do. You guys are in this. And I'm so thankful and grateful for all of you. Um, But in New York City, this is what I do. And I have the awesome opportunity of just talking about the internship that changed my life, guys. I went there. I really wasn't saved. I knew the word of God. I knew the Bible verses. I knew all this. But I didn't really have a relationship with God. There's a difference. You can know God and have a relationship with him, or you can just know about God. And just be up here faking it. But that's, I was the faker until God encountered me where I had no choice but to say, God, I'm tired of this depression, anxiety, and all of these things, this sickness that I'm dealing with. God, I'm tired of it. I have no choice but to trust you with my life. Whatever mission you have for me in my life, that is what I have right now. And that's what I'm holding on to. When I was 18 years old, September 11th, I was sitting in a room where God, he encountered me and I held on. I said, God, if this is what you want for my life, I give you my life completely. And you can never imagine, you, only a few people in this room know Rashida in 2011. That's not the same person that's speaking to you right now. And that's God. So those people that you're investing in, you never know, guys, you never know what they can become. And I'm, I'm honestly so thankful for this internship that I went to in New York City. Um, and I'm just going to show you guys a quick video about what we do, and then I'll elaborate a little more, then I'll close up so you guys can put it on the screens.
I would encourage someone to come here um, to do the internship because it's an experience like none other. Come because it's a great place to realize your calling. You don't know what it's going to do for you. I can tell you that internship showed me things about myself that I never thought possible. It will push you out of your comfort zone. You will grow. You will learn new things. There's needs all around us. And that is the call. You know, if you see a need, you go meet that need. When you know your why, when you know why you're in the ministry, why you're serving the Lord, why you're giving yourself an opportunity to see the world in different eyes, that why will keep you here. When I came to do internship, I saw people of different ages, from different countries, from different mindsets, all underneath one common goal, and that was just to show how much they love God. Metro World Child has also been the launching pad in the things I've been able to do internationally. Doors open when it came to learning how to lead others, communicating better. The internship helped me and opened so many doors for me, and that happened through the internship and the help of Pastor Wilson. This really made me look at myself and my potential in a completely different way where the sky's the limit. I said, God, if you want to use me, if you want to change me, do it. Doors of the future are so wide open to you if you're just faithful and if you just say, God, I want to do this. Now I, I know who I am in God. I know who I am in Christ. That's the reason I would encourage you to come here, to be exposed to something new, to learn something new, to grow. Everyone has a, a different process. They have a different thing that they learn. And you don't know what it is that God wants to bring out in you. So I did this internship for, uh, for four months. And like I said, I took a step of faith, not really knowing what God wanted to do with me. And he did above and beyond. And now, eight years later, I am a youth leader of this organization, and I have the opportunity to talk to teenagers who went through the same thing that I went through when I was here. And that's what I feel. God is just like, Rashida, you know what? You're out there on the mission field, but this is your calling. Deal with those teenagers. Who, who loves teenagers? Who loves to work with teenagers? Uh-huh. Don't raise your hand all at once. But teenagers, they're, they're in, you know, we love y'all. I love y'all for real. I wouldn't be a youth leader if I didn't. Um, but I have the opportunity to work with teenagers from all over New York City. And also, uh, just up until last year, I was working in the Bronx, South Bronx. And like I said, the mission field, it may not be a foreign country. It might be somewhere in the Bronx where you have the opportunity to talk to teenagers or be with a group of kids and minister to these families. Each week, guys, we have the opportunity to visit these families on a weekly basis year-round. So we're doing life with these families. We're, we're actually knowing what's going on in their lives. We're, all those kids on the tarp, I can probably name them. Because over those eight years, we've built relationships, genuine relationships, and we've ministered the word of God in their lives every single day. And guys, the Bronx, it's, it's, it's a well-known borough, but the Bronx is a very rough area. You have kids on that tarp who raise their younger siblings because their mothers and fathers are out trying to provide. One of my own teenagers who, who came to our Sunday school program since she was seven years old, her sister, her sister was 25 years old. Last year, she was slaughtered. She was cut up in pieces and she was separated in the Bronx. That is my mission field. 
I don't have to go across the world. And I commend those who do. But I don't have to. My mission field is the Bronx. My mission field is Brooklyn. That is the calling that God has for my life. You never know. You never know what God wants to do with you. If God is asking you to serve, serve. If God is just asking you to make food for a family and bring it to them on a Sunday, do it. If God is asking you to do something here in the church, serve. All it takes is one step of faith. That is what I took. I took one step into the missions field. And now I'm the person that I am today. And I'm so thankful. So thankful. I look back now and I'm just so grateful that I didn't turn my back and say, God, okay, I'm going to come back. I'm going to go to school, go to school, get your education. But if God is calling you, be obedient in that and just walk in that. And that's, that's what I've done. And I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to share with you guys uh, what I do in New York City. Um, and if you guys want more information on that, if you want to just chat it up, hear more stories, I'll be at the back table after service. But um, thank you guys for having me. God bless. Wow, what a powerful testimony. So my name is Eric, and I'm going to introduce our next speakers to you. And uh, this is going to be John and Carol Post. And uh, they were started here in Peoria in roughly 2012. Uh, they were serving as youth ministers and worship leaders at First Assembly Church in Peoria. And what I really appreciated most about them is they're, they're kind of in their midlife, and they have some, some kids, and they're, they could be very uh, stable. They want to stay in Peoria, but they were open to God. They were open to what God wanted to do in their lives, and I, I really admire that. Uh, John has a, a heart for worship and building uh, teams who worship. He also has a, a techie gift, so he likes to get involved in tech and help that in the church as well. Carol loves to share the word of God uh, through preaching and also through small groups. And so in uh, nine days, nine days or so, they are going to be headed to Europe, to the Czech Republic, and be ministering there for two years? Two years, okay. And so uh, let's give a great Riverside welcome to John and Carol Post. Praise the Lord. Oh, my sister down here, she used one of those words. You know when you know when you're hearing somebody share and you're hearing somebody speak, and there's just that one word that sticks out? And she said the word genuine. And that just stuck out to me. As people of Christ, we have to be genuine. If we are ever going to expect God to use us in a powerful way to reach people for the lost, we have to be genuine. We have to love genuine. We have to be genuinely about the heart of the Lord. And so I just, that's just free. Okay. So there you go. Um, my name is John Post. This is my lovely wife. We are your missionary associates to the Czech Republic. We're God's missionary associates to the Czech Republic. Uh, we are so thankful to be here at Riverside this morning. And uh, thank you, John, leadership team. It's such an, we've had such an amazing time meeting the, the, the leadership team, the missions team here at Riverside. It's tremendous, the heart that they have 
and reaching and connecting with, with the missionaries and then being a part of what we're doing. And so it's such a, it's, you guys are very blessed to have people that have a heart for doing that. So thank you guys once again, um, for, uh, for reaching out to us. So we are the post family and, uh, we have four children and I want to share them with you this morning. If you want to put that picture up on the screen, we have four kids, uh, the farthest on the right. That's our oldest. His name is Chase. He will actually be staying here in the States because God is, is calling him and ministering and, and leading him into that adulthood portion of life. And so, um, but, uh, and then to the middle, that is our youngest. His name is Aiden. Uh, Grace is our daughter on the, she's our only daughter. And, uh, for our farthest one on the left is Owen. And so the three on the left will be going with us to the Czech Republic. And so we're excited to have them and also excited to see what God has been stirring in their lives as we've been on this journey of itineration. So I'm going to let my wife share a little bit and, uh, I'll, I'll share back in a few minutes. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, as I stand up here, it's kind of a bittersweet moment because we have spent the last 14 months going from church to church, sharing our heart for the Czech Republic. And this is the last time that we will share this. So thank you guys for just being here today and being open to what God is, is doing here in Peoria, in the States, and around the world. As Eric mentioned, we actually are from Peoria, Illinois. Uh, we've been here since 2012. And if I'm being totally honest, Peoria was not like the first place that, that I saw our family going. We were from a little rural community, and I thought, you know, I, there's not much that I'd ever want to do in Peoria. Um, but God brought us here where we were leading youth and worship. And can I be honest with you? It's amazing how when God sends you someplace, suddenly you find a love in your heart that you never knew you could have. And that's what Peoria has become to us. Over the last seven years, it's become home. And we've been very comfortable here. And a lot of amazing things have happened here. And, you know, it would be quite easy for our family to continue to just stay content and serve here and be comfortable. But how many of you guys understand that God has not called us to be comfortable? He's called us to take the love and the hope that he's given us that is only found through Jesus Christ and to do all we can to follow him wherever he leads us and to share that with those who still need to hear the message. And so after serving here for about four years on staff, we felt like God was starting to stir our hearts and to shift our focus. And so we started to pray and seek. And honestly, I thought maybe that would look like us being um, lead pastors as Rashida mentioned, when you work with teens for roughly, what, probably 15 years, you're like, okay, it's time. I don't have to do the lock-ins anymore. I don't have to stay up all night. I don't have to drive kids all over the city to pick them up for church. So we thought we're going to be lead pastors. Um, but for whatever reason, that wasn't in the cards for us. And so we just kept praying and seeking. And we spent a couple years just saying, okay, God, where do you want us to be? And in 2017, we had an opportunity to go visit a missionary couple that, that we had been friends with who lived in the Czech Republic. And they had planted an international church there. And while we were there, the Lord confirmed in our hearts, this is that thing that you've been waiting for. So can I encourage you today, if you are seeking God and you think, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. Just keep seeking him because when it's the Lord, you'll know. 
And that's what happened. What we thought was just a visit to a couple ended up being God confirming in our spirits this is what he had for us. We got to go there and, and see what was happening in just the beginning stages of this church they planted. And passion started to rise up in us, and we caught fire of the dream, and we decided to go. Now, if you don't know much about the Czech Republic, don't feel bad. A lot of people don't. Uh, we didn't even know really where it was until we went there. But it's a little nation in Central Europe, and I think we've got a picture just to kind of give you an idea of where it is. And it's landlocked in Central Europe, and it's roughly the size of the state of Mississippi. In this country, there are only 10.2 million people, so it's kind of a small country. And it's known for a lot of things. Actually, the capital city of Prague is um, known for beautiful buildings and um, cathedrals and castles. It said that it was Hitler's favorite city. He said it was the most beautiful city. So during World War II, he didn't bomb those cities. So if you walk through the, the city streets, you'll just see all this beauty around you. And it has a reputation for being beautiful. But that's not the reputation that got our attention. What got our attention was this. This little nation of 10.2 million people is the third most atheist nation in the entire world. Only 1% of the population that lives there professes to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Out of every 100 people, 99 of them don't know Jesus. And if you were to walk those city streets and see these, these statues on the bridge and see the pretty churches around, you might think, well, why would we ever need to send missionaries to the city? Why wouldn't we send them someplace that's an unreached people group? And the reason that they need a missionary is because in the 1600s, they did have the gospel. In the 1600s, a man by the name of Jan Hus had actually risen up and started to proclaim the name of Jesus and gave a clear representation of the gospel. But what happened was the Catholic Church at that time decided that they didn't like what was going on. They felt, they felt um, intimidated by this. And so they actually burned him at the stake along with his followers. And so for centuries after that, the church continued to oppress the people. And then after that, the Nazis came in. And the Nazis were pushed out only by the Communist Party. And so what you're left with in this nation is a population of people who don't have any trust of religion. They're very skeptical of it because the witness that they've been given of who Jesus is is a false witness. To give you an idea of what this little nation looks like, Per capita, it consumes more beer than any other country in the entire world. A recent survey that was done in just last September found that 90% of minors have already consumed alcohol. And in stark contrast to that, another survey from 16 to 29-year-olds found that 91% of them have no religious affiliation whatsoever. I subscribe to uh, Prague Morning, which is like a newspaper, and they share little stories on there and little headlines on Facebook. And one that I just saw a couple weeks ago said that they are only num number two in all of Europe for the most porn stars in the entire continent of Europe. This is the nation that God has called us to. And so a lot of us might be tempted to say they had their chance. You know, they've had the gospel before. They turned their back on God. Why should we invest in people who have already had a chance and blown it? Why should we care about them? 
Is there anyone sitting in here today who can say that you have to get a second chance from God before you actually found the hope that comes from Jesus? Is anybody thank you thankful for that second chance? You know, I was one who I didn't just get a second chance. I got a third chance and a fourth chance. And I am so thankful for the people that God put in my life that didn't just say, well, she's had her chance and turn and walk away. But they kept pursuing me and pursuing me and pursuing me because they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And because of their faithfulness, God has now turned my life around. And we believe that that's what he wants to do in this nation. Because we can look at it and we can say this is a cultural problem. We can look at it and say this is a pornography problem or an alcoholic problem. But the truth of the matter is this. It's a spiritual problem. There's been a spiritual battle that has been waged for centuries for the Czech Republic and for the souls there. But the amazing and awesome thing is we serve the God who has already won the victory. We have said yes because we know that for whatever reason God sees fit to to use two middle-aged couple people and their kids to go share the love of Jesus in this nation. We found out recently that the, the name Prague actually means threshold. And we are believing, starting to actually see God use Heart Prague International Church to break through the spiritual threshold. People are hungry. People are no longer going to believe the lies of the enemy because the spirit of God is breaking through. There's a great awakening taking place in the Czech Republic and we are part of it and you guys are part of it. And we're so thankful for that. John's going to share a little bit about what we're going to be doing. Hallelujah. How many know we serve the God of the impossible? Amen. Come on. How many know we serve the God of the impossible? He's not lacking anything. It's not, there's not, there's nothing that, that he can't do. There's, there's no... There's no question that we can uh, present to him that he can't answer. And so when we look at this situation, uh, we, can, we can get really, you know, just overwhelmed by it. But I'm going to tell you something. God is doing amazing things in this country. In 2012, he sent missionaries to this country to establish the vision of planting a church. In 2016, Heart Prague International Church was established. Just a handful of people that this couple had been obedient to the call of God to go after the hearts that were available at that point in time, to seek after the will of the Lord for lost people. Since then, since 2016, this church runs over 100 every Sunday. Every Sunday, there's 100 people. Now, I want you to understand, this is, this is the only church like this not only in the Czech Republic, but in the city of Prague, 1.3 million people. But God wants to do something greater than just one church. And so God is bringing workers together to be a part of the kingdom work that he is doing in this country because God values each and every one of the lives that live in that country. And so we are, we are honored and we are thankful that God has called us to go to this country. Um, I wanted to share with you uh, a picture of what the church looks like and some of the faces that we are going to be going and ministering to. This is what the church was at the beginning of October of 2016. This is what the church looks like now. And this is just the beginning. There are souls that are still waiting. And these people, these people, these people from this country, their hearts are turning toward the Lord. And guess what? They're going to turn into missionaries too. They're going to turn into evangelists too, and they're going to reach into their country. Why? Because God changed their heart 
And they see and experience a freedom that they've never experienced before. There's something happening in this country, and we're excited about it. So um, just to, just to kind of let you know what is going on forward. You know, God has been, this church has been meeting in the hotel lobby um, for the past two plus years. And now God is establishing the vision that he gave them several years ago of actually getting a church that they can go inside. And not only is it going to be a church, but it's also going to be a community cafe. This community cafe, the lease was signed on at the beginning of this year. Let me tell you how awesome God is. He took a building that was close to a high school, close to a university, and close to a metro stop and gave it to this church. How amazing is that for God to place this church right in the middle of all of the traffic happening in this city to do great things for the kingdom of the Lord. That's how big our God is. And now, not only that, but this, this, this church is actually sitting on the bottom floor of a residential area. So God is, God is placing all of the pieces together. He is calling his workers to come and be a part of this. And he has a desire to reach these people because they're lost and he desires them to be found. Um, in, in the process of us going, I want to share a little bit about what we're doing. As, as Eric said this morning, my heart is, is for, my, I have a passion and a heart for worship. And so I'll be going and helping to raise up and lead and mentor and disciple young people that have a talent and gift that God has gifted them with themselves, but to be able to use for the ministry and the work of the Lord. So I want to go over there and I want to help them to be able to use that. But to think about that, it's not just helping them to experience in that in that moment. Because I believe that God just doesn't want one church in the city of Prague. How many, if you think about it, how many churches did you pass this morning when you came to church today? You know, how many churches, even in smaller towns, how many churches are there? In Prague, there's only a handful of churches that are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I believe our God wants his kingdom to be a lot bigger than just a handful of churches in a city of 1.3 million people. And so he is raising up, he is raising up people to be able to stand into those places. And when those churches come online, he'll be able to staff those churches with people that are about his heart and are about the things that God has called them to do. And so we're going to be going and doing that. My wife is going to be helping in women's ministry. She'll be helping in preaching Uh, She'll also be helping in administering in the cafe. And just to think about this cafe, this is the first time that this has ever been done in this city. It is to be a cafe that ministers to people seven days a week by just offering them a cup of coffee. For us to be able to sit across somebody and just say, hey, how are you doing? And connect with this community. Why? Because Christ loves them. And he's going to give us opportunities And he's going to open up the doors for us to speak into their life, to hear about their story, and to tell them about a Savior that loves them, that can free them, that can heal them, that can can remove them from the situation that they're in and set their feet on a ground that's sure and not shaken. Just as we sang this morning, praise the Lord. We will not be shaken. Hallelujah. I want to share some scripture with you this morning as we get ready to conclude here. In Luke chapter 15, verses 3 through 7, it says this. Then Jesus told this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? 
And then when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home and he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And I share with you as we first spoke this morning, that word genuine, because as we look at this scripture, we, we see the characters that are a part of this scripture. We see that, uh, that there is a, a, a shepherd, there's sheep, there's friends, there's neighbors, and there's even a reference to heaven. So we, we look at that and we say, the shepherd, his, his, his feeling, his desire is to leave the 99. And sometimes for us, that's really hard because we, we find comfort in the 99. And we just kind of let that one go because, hey, we've got this. At least we've got this. Let's not worry about that. But Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't and God didn't send his son to this world in that type of mentality. He desires for the lost to be found. And so the shepherd leaves the 99 to go after the lost sheep, and he goes after it until he finds it. And we need to be challenged this morning to go after the lost until we find them. Believe and trust, and let our, let's find our strength in the Lord. And when we find and we bring them back, we call our neighbors together and we rejoice. And even the heavens rejoice because of one sinner coming to the Lord. And I say all of that in this scripture to say this, that it's not about any of the other pieces of this scripture. It's about the lost one. That's what it's about. And as we live our lives, wherever we go, whether it's our workplace, whether it's here in Peoria, whether it's in Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, across the world to the Czech Republic or wherever, it's always about the one. It's never about anything else. It's not about us. It's about the one because that's what the father is about. He is about the lost one. Would you stand with me this morning as we pray? As we our heads this morning, I just want you to focus on that lost one that maybe has been in your life recently. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, this scripture is just very, something that's just very small and, and, and simple that we have read this morning, God, but there's so much in it. And Lord, there are lost all over this world, God, and you have placed each and every one inside of us in, in, in this room, Father God. You have placed that, that mentality of being a shepherd, God, to go after the lost, to, to, to feel your heart, to sense your heart, to experience your heart and go after the lost so that they can be found. God, your word says, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. God, that is a promise that you have given us. And Lord, you have placed, you have given us that promise as we've accepted your son for us. And so, Father, would we also, God, be challenged to take that salvation, God, and go after the lost. Thank you, Lord for speaking to us today, Father God. God, help us to be about the things that you've called us to do, Father God, because there are souls that are waiting on the other side of our obedience. Souls that you have a purpose and a plan for. God, it's not just us reaching one and that's it, but God, we are reaching multitudes because of just obeying and just going after that one. 
Lord, go with us and strengthen us today. We give you praise and thanks. It's all for your glory. It's not about us. It's about you. In your name we pray all these things. Amen. Would you give praise to the Lord this morning? take your seats a moment. You know, um, over the years, we have had many of these global missions uh, weekends, and um, they've all been wonderful. I can't think of one missions weekend that I've not enjoyed and have uh, been thrilled about. This morning, uh, I, I found my heart strangely moved by the fact that um, We are actually in a missions weekend, and the people that are going out are actually going from Peoria. And uh, the missionaries that we've heard today are people who have lived and been a part of Peoria. And the thought of them now going out um, and touching people's lives uh, has just uh, moved my heart. Uh, Rashida... Uh, being here today is just a remarkable testimony to the faithfulness uh, of people who invested into Taft Homes and, uh, and of course your wonderful mother as well that brought you up there but um, you know Hugh and Sandy down here on the front have just poured their lives into the Taft Homes and um, I've seen amazing things happen. A little guy came up to me as I was coming in and told me his name, and, um, and he was with Hugh. And Hugh told me that this was the child of, and he mentioned the mother's name. And uh, I remember them bringing the mother when the mother was seemingly about that age as well. And I said, you've got grandkids now uh, that are coming with you. And um, they are people who invested into Taft Homes and have seen amazing things that have come out of it. I have wept with them uh, and, uh, in tough times when it would have been easy to quit. And uh, they kept going. And now Rashida uh, and others that are coming through and um, now blessing the Bronx. Couldn't you pick up her heart and passion for the lost as she was talking here today? And we're very proud of you and very proud uh, to have a little part in your life. We love you very much. And then also, you know, um, John and Carol and going out to the Czech Republic. I'm especially thrilled about that. They're going back into Europe. I came here from Europe. They're going back into Europe. And as they've said, a very needy, needy country. Um, You know, for both these, uh, John and Carol and Rashida, it is that they took a, a step of faith and they're stepping out in faith. They're saying... Um, We are not content to go when God has called us to go. We're not content to sit back when God has put it on our our hearts to obey Him and go outside of our comfort zone and to begin to do something great for the kingdom. And they have stepped out in faith. They said, I don't know where the money's coming from. I, I don't know where the resources will be coming from. I don't know how this is all going to happen. But God has moved in and God has put His hand into their lives and they've shared their story and now in nine days they'll be in the Czech Republic and uh, Rashida back on the streets of New York because people got behind them. You see, the fact is that we are called to steps of faith 
when people are called to steps of faith. So that we as a church from our beginnings, we said, we're not only going to seek to reach Peoria, we're not only wanting to touch the poor and the broken and the destitute in our own city, we're not only wanting to touch the people that are shut away in, in posh homes, uh, fancy homes around the city, but are heartbroken and needing Jesus. Not only are we going to reach that crowd, but we believe that God told us, as you invest into people that are going into other countries and into other communities, I'll bless your community. And so God has come in amazing ways and Always and every year we have these two weekends that we call our Missions Global Weekends where we bring to you this passion that is Riverside to reach not only Peoria but beyond our walls and beyond our nation and to touch the nations of the world with this amazing gospel, the gospel of Jesus who would leave the 99 and go after one that was lost. That heart beats within us. You know, the Apostle Paul was coming to the close of his life and definitely the close of his ministry um, to a church in a city called Ephesus. And he was speaking to them this last time. And he was saying to them, I will never see your faces again. And he said, I want to put something into you right now that will carry you forward into the future. The first thing that he told them was, I want you to keep your faith in God. I want you to trust God. I want you to walk with God. I want you to walk in grace. I want the grace of God to be in your life. And then he very, it seemed unusual for him to say, but the second thing was, he says, I want you to walk in generosity. He said, don't become selfish. Don't become inward. Don't grasp at stuff and think it's yours. Be ready for me to speak to you and you'll give your stuff away and you'll give your money away and you'll do it with a grateful heart, a generous heart because he said this, the generous Christ lives on the inside of you. When you've got the generous Christ living in the inside of you, You'll give yourself away to the Bronx and you'll give yourself away to the Czech Republic. And we as a, as a people in this city, we're not existing for ourselves. We give ourselves away to our city and we will give ourselves away wherever ever there is a need. And God, you can prompt me, you can nudge me to give in order that people can go to the Czech Republic or they can go to the Bronx in New York or even to the streets of Peoria. God, I want to have a generous heart. I don't want to be holding on to my stuff. You know, we created this thing that we call faith promises. A faith promise is where you say, well, I know I give my tithe. That is that people who follow Jesus, they believe the biblical principle is that we give 10% of our income into the place where we are being fed the Word of God and that we see as our spiritual home. And so, yes, God, we're going to do that faithfully. We believe that's what you've called us to do, that we give faithfully to the local church. But God, we want you to know that you can nudge us, you can prompt us, and we will give over and above our tithe 
in order for people to go to the Czech Republic and to the streets of New York and anywhere else. And so it is that around the world we have people that rely on us now with our giving to bless them. You know, as you leave this morning, you can pick up this little card that tells you all about faith promises and the people that we are blessing and helping around the world. When you came in, you should have been given a little card like this one that is the Faith Promise card. If you had one of them when you came in, can you take that out right now? And if you didn't have one, I think we've got people ready at the back that will bring you one. Just put your hand up, if you will, and they'll bring you one of these cards. You'll need it right now because God's going to nudge you to do something, all right? So if you didn't get a card, then just put your hand up and we'll get a card to you. this card you'll see that um, there's a tear off portion at the, on the bottom the little part is for you to take home with you the big part is for you to put into an offering bucket that's going to come round in a moment it, it is that on here you give your name your phone number and your email and you sign it and date it and you say by faith and listen that's the word I want you to get by faith I commit to giving and you can write any amount of money in there that you believe God is putting on your heart to give every week or every month over and above your tithe. And that money goes entirely to missions. It goes to helping to send people out to plant churches. In fact, let me tell you this. You know, um, Robert Finley has been our missions director here at Riverside um, for many, many years. And it's done an incredible job. It, It nearly broke my heart when he came to me and said, you know, Pastor, I've been going once a month to preach in a church in East Peoria. And the church is nearly empty. Uh, There's just about eight people going to it. He said, they've agreed now for that church to become an assembly of God's church and for me to be their pastor. And and I believe that God is telling me to go and plant or replant that church. And, And although it grieved me, I was glad to release him and send him out. And Robert Finley this morning is with a little group of people and they're working on a building. Um, We from our missions team, because it's a church plant from Riverside, we have said we're going to give money now from our missions program to help him get that building ready so that he can reap a harvest over there in East Peoria. You see, friends, it is that we give and God blesses. And so... Wherever there is a mission happening around the world, your missions money goes to help it. If it's a church plant in America or if it's a, a church that we're building in Brazil like we'll be doing, if it's, uh, if, if it's in the Ukraine where we built a dream center, if it's in Africa where we built a school for over 600 people, it is that missions money goes out to spread the word around the world that Jesus actually saves people he loves people and he wants to reach people with the gospel so 
want you to pray and say, God, what do you want me to put on this card over and above my tithe? And, and you put on there, I am believing God for this amount of money over and above my tithe that I give every month. I am going to believe God. Maybe it's $5. Maybe it's $50. Maybe it's $100. Maybe you one that says, no, I'm believing God for more. Well, we're never going to come knocking on your door and saying, where's your faith promise? We never We never come and chase you up for faith promises. It's a promise that you make. And all good Christians keep their promise, don't they? Amen? (laughs) Some of you are feeling very guilty now because you filled one of these out and you never gave. But the thing is, we are never going to come after it. We're going to trust you to give it as God gives it to you. And so if you've got this card, you can fill it in now. If you say, I want some time, Pastor, to pray... Then take it with you and pray over it and say, God, what do you want me to do? And then bring it back next week. But remember to bring it back next week. All right? These have all this technology now that if you take one home and you don't bring it back, we know. I'm just trying to put the fear of God into you. All right? But... But we do rely on you filling in a faith promise card to help us keep this missions thing going right around the world. Now the next thing that I have to say, and we'll be out of here in just a couple of minutes. But you know, we want to bless these missionaries as they go. Nine days, they'll be off to the Czech Republic. is going back to New York. And we want to bless them with an offering this morning. And so as we collect that bigger part of the card in of your faith promise, if you filled it in, we're also going to take an offering. And um, I, I want you to please give generously. You've heard what they're doing. You've heard their sacrifice. you heard what they're going to give. Now let's give generously to bless them so that now they can go with some money in their pocket and they can say, thank God. Thank you, God, for Riverside and for their blessing that's helped us to get on our journey. All right, so we're going to take that offering and you can empty your pocketbooks into the offering. You can make a check out if you're into that old time stuff. and Just make the check out to Riverside Market Missions and we will use it to bless the missionaries here today. You can even go online. You can go onto the Riverside website, riversidepeoria.com. Hit the Give button and go to the Gives part that says Special Speaker Offering, all right? There's a part there that says Special Speaker Offering, and you can give online as well. Amen. So I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward, and we're going to take up this majestic offering. And we're going to take your cards as well for faith promises. And uh, we're going to continue to bless the nations of the world. So let's pray together right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will, at this moment in time, inspire people to be generous. Oh God, we thank you for the generous love that you lavished on us through Jesus coming to earth and dying in our place. And now we want to give so that this gospel that saved us can go to the ends of the earth. Will you
bless this offering. Will you, God, put your hand upon people to give and grant, Lord, that missions out of Riverside will go on way into the future because of the faithfulness of your people. We ask it in your name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. You may take the offering. God bless you. Let's uh, stand to sing. And as we leave this morning, let's go to reach lost souls for Jesus. God bless you.